Entering a homeless shelter can mean stepping into a whole new reality. It can be overwhelming, and in most situations, you don't get much time to get with the program. Individuals have broken rule one, two, and three in one day. So when you arrive back at the shelter, um, it's here are some garbage bags, and you may pack up your stuff, and you may go. I'm Jesse Batend, and this is Whole New Worlds, brought to you by Primo Center. Primo Center takes a different approach than most other shelter providers. It has a no-kick policy. People are never asked to leave, period. One key to making that work is unparalleled psychiatric services and a staff that's trained with a trauma-informed approach to care. Dr. Travon Davis-Neal is Primo Center's clinical director. Before that, she worked as a senior clinician with FUSE, a Primo-affiliated program. There, she worked with the city of Chicago and other shelter providers to resolve conflicts at shelters all over the city. One of my roles as clinical director there, I do a lot of staff training, and um, Primo's uh, focus is, is harm reduction, So um, really trying to get the staff to understand and see that um, we have to approach our interactions with our clients from a trauma-informed perspective. Um, Trying to get our staff to just always be aware that um, it could be your voice, it could be your hairstyle, it could be the lotion that you wear. Anything can trigger an individual because we don't know especially initially, we don't know what their stories are. We don't know where they've been. We don't know what has happened to them, right? So we just have to um, understand that the individuals who come to us have already been traumatized, they're already hurt, and we don't have to re-traumatize or hurt them again. So they have trust issues, rightly Mm -hmm. so. And so some of the things that they do um, sometimes um, are just a test to see if I can trust you. When people come to you in general, do they tend to have an understanding of kind of their mental health? Most of the individuals know that there is something wrong. Most of them have a previous diagnosis from somewhere. But after spending two hours, an hour and 45 minutes and listening to their story, oftentimes I find that their diagnosis that they received back when they were 13 um, is inaccurate. And very often individuals are diagnosed with bipolar. And so I asked them to tell me a little bit more about, you know, what was going on during that time. Why did you why were you, you know, first hospitalized? Why were you, you know, first um, put in contact with a therapist or with a psychiatrist? And normally they will say something like, well, you know, I was angry and I and I went off and I snapped off on someone. Okay. But after I had already spent an hour and 45 minutes listening to their story and an individual telling me um, what their mother's boyfriend came in and and did to them nightly um, when they were eight through the time that they were 12, it makes sense to me when you're 16, 17 and 18 and someone crosses the boundary of your personal space 
you overreact or what people feel is an overreaction. But if they knew your story, they would know that that is not an overreaction. When you were eight, you did not have a voice to tell that individual to stop coming in my room at night and stop touching me inappropriately. But now that I'm 16, 17, 18, I'm on my own now and I'm pissed off. Don't come in my personal space. And so it comes out as aggression when they're protecting themselves. So the individual who was more than likely diagnosed as bipolar because it's like, oh, yeah, she was just nice five minutes ago. And now she's snapping out on people. They don't know the whole story. So they see bipolar. They don't see PTSD. And I'm triggered because now you you smell like him or you look Mm. like him or you look like her or your voice sounds like her. And I'm triggered. So, yes, is the that was the long answer um, to your question. Whole New Worlds is brought to you by Primo Center, dedicated to ending the cycle of generational family homelessness. If you want to contribute, it's easier than ever. Text New Worlds, all one word, to 44321. Or visit primocenter.org for more information. The show is hosted and produced by Ron Brown and Jesse Patent. Special thanks to Primo CEO Christine Aker, Shelly Cooper, Eric Harmon, and everyone from the center who spoke with us. Special thanks also to Charlie Meyerson, Sheila Solomon, Janine Harston, Terry Lydon, and Cindy Pulaskis of Rivet. Special thanks also to Moby for letting us use his music throughout the series, including our theme song, Porcelain, and Southside as our closing credits. Once again, you can make a donation to Primo Center by texting New Worlds, all one word, to 44321, or head to primocenter.org. I'm Ron Brown. I'm Jesse Batend. Thanks for listening. So can you tell me about your teddy bear? I remember my baby. Whenever a new family comes to Primo Center, the children get to pick out a stuffed animal. And I like to play babies with it and cuddle with it. And you like to what? Cuddle with it. Cuddle with it? Yeah. It's so soft. It's so soft? Yeah. Okay, what color is it? White. Okay. It's called the Lovey's Program. And it's just one of the ways that you touch the lives of homeless children with your donation to Primo Center. All right. That's all. I just had to make sure that you like it. I love it. <laughs> okay, good. Text New Worlds to 44321. For more information, visit primocenter.org.